Welcome uh, to episode uh, 157 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It is um, it is Tuesday, people. Uh, Tuesday, the 3rd of November, uh, 2000, 2020. And um, uh, we're going to have a bit of a chilled out uh, podcast this today, guys. Hey, guys, let's all just take stock of ourselves and just chill out a little bit and see how uh, everything's going with each other. Let's let's be a bit kinder in this world, shall we, guys? Uh, and all that fucking shit. Um, well, we're going to have a bit of a chilled out podcast today. I'm on the old fucking uh, caramel lattes again, guys. I know. The decadence. This is the sort of decadence that you get uh here at the ben briggs podcast let's have a little bit of this it's fucking i'll tell you what it's like fucking crack to me um there we go there's still a little bit left and it's cooling to me so i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to finish it sorry guys sorry guys fucking hell jesus i'm turning into everything i fucking hate it's the lockdown baby it's a very difficult time um yeah, it's it's Tuesday, people. So um, I hope you had a good weekend. Um, and we're back on it. Uh, we're still having a few upload issues, which is um, which is becoming um, a bit of a problem. We're a little bit behind with uploading shit, but hopefully we can get this all sorted out. We're still bashing them out, people. So at some point, there's going to be about ninety episodes uh, for you to binge on, if you so wish, or if you have not. And lost the will to live with the Ben Briggs podcast. What 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 can I do, people? You know what I mean. Like you've you've gone. You could be off, like you know, in uh, listening to other like uh, not so um, not so explicitly uh, rude or vile podcasts. And uh, I take my hat off to you. I take my hat off to you. But we've got our small corner of the internet here. Um, it's. Uh, it's a bit of a weird one in the UK at the minute because uh, we are going into lockdown. It's the third now. We are going into lockdown on the 5th of November. Um, 5th of November. Yeah, fucking remember, remember. That'll be it now. Um, for our foreign legion, legions of fans out there with their Ben Briggs podcast banners. Showing them around in their pin badges that they've made themselves that are not available through any Patreon scheme. Patreon scheme or Patreon scheme? I don't know. We're never going to have one of those here anyway. Who the fuck is going to pay to listen to this? Me. That's the only person I invest in this podcast on a monthly basis via a direct debit. And I should be the only one people out there paying for this shit. And I am fully aware of that. I, there will never be a pat, Patreon scheme. Patreon, there'll be a patronising scheme, maybe, um, at one point. But uh, at some point, even. Um, yeah, so we go into lockdown on um, fucking Thursday, the 5th of November. Uh, now, the lockdown rules, here we go. Let's run through these because it gets very confusing. Hey, man, there's a lot of rules going about. I don't think I believe in all these rules. You've got to do it. Um the UK winter lockdown uh, was, uh, it was actually leaked, it says here, on Friday. Sounds disgusting. Leak is a positively disgusting word, as Blackadder would say, uh, or melted. Uh, with a hasty press conference assembled uh, on Saturday. So what are the new rules and why is this introduced? Um, basically, I think it's 
shielding will not exist the same way as the first lockdown. The highly vulnerable will be asked to be careful. Hey, man limping over there, you just be careful, son, uh, but not required to isolate as thoroughly as in the spring. Um, yeah, I think even the government is losing interest with people. <laughs> hey, you, you can shield in March, but now, hey, do I need to shield again? Nah, not really. This thing's dragging on a bit. Hey, take your chances. You just be careful out there. Uh, the only reason that people should be leaving home is uh, for their education and work, which cannot be done from home. Uh, people are still allowed to leave for shopping, caring for vulnerable others. Hey, you'd be careful out there. Uh, volunteering, uh, medical reasons and exercise. No one can meet indoors or in private gardens. Um, a person can meet one person from a different household in a public place. That's it. It's, everybody's living like a fucking spy in the Second World War in France at the moment, aren't they? Hey, uh, I'll, I'll be the one with the uh, newspaper and the fucking red carnation hanging out. Like that, you can meet up with me. Uh, takeaways and click and collect retail places will stay open, but everything else, restaurants, pubs and cafes, holy fucking shit decimating again the uh the the gig economy there this is where i usually gig by the way restaurants pubs and cafes <laughs> that's it it should say restaurants shit pubs and fucking uh lardy da cafes where they serve one more more than one coffee where they have their eyebrow raised throughout the whole of ben briggs's set that's what it should say people uh gyms will close separated couples can still share their children between homes. Well, that's nice, isn't it? It's nice. They they can still be constantly reminded of how shit their relationship went. Uh, support bubbles for single-person households. This is us here at the Ben Briggs Podcast. Support bubbles for single-person households can remain intact. Thank God. Thank God my mental health will not suffer through this, and I can still... Uh, have a little support bubble. Um, how long will the UK lockdown last? It, so this is going on until the 2nd of December. Um, this is, I don't know what's happening around the rest of the world, people. Um, uh, wherever you are, uh, whether, whether you're in a lockdown or not. But um, here in the UK, uh, England, uh, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, I think actually it's a little bit different. I think now they've sort of like divided the UK up. Scotland have got its own rules. Uh, I don't know what they do. They can't take fucking smoke heroin on a Tuesday or something like that. Wales is, you know, other stereotypical things about interfering with sheep, I imagine. Um, and Northern Ireland, um, I don't know. They can only leave the house if they're going to buy Semtex or something. There we go. There's a sweeping statement about every single um, stereotype of our, uh, our uh, local uh, British... Um, uh, allies stroke uh, greatest enemies there uh, here in England. Uh, I have no idea what is uh, what's going on with regards to the rest of the UK. Um, I don't know. It's it's fucking hard to keep a track of it, isn't it? Uh, after this, they're talking about going into tier systems and shit like that, and that's just going to be even more confusing, isn't it? Um, basically, I think they they ought to say they ought to just make a blanket statement and say don't. Be a fucking twat. Don't go around fucking, you know, licking fucking door handles or, you know, coughing in people's faces or, you know, you know, I, I don't know. 
rubbing up against old people, that sort of thing, which is a major tradition here in the UK. Um, you know, those rubbing up against old people uh, days, they're fucking over, people. You know, going up, licking your nan's face and shit. You know, it's over, people. Those days are behind us. The glory days when you could lick a pensioner, they're all over now. I'd love to see that speech, uh, Boris Johnson making that speech. <laughs> no more licking of pensioners. Um, no more fucking, I don't know, going down the bingo, stripping naked and uh, sweating all over old people. We've got to curb the sweating over old people to uh, control this virus and save our NHS. Um yeah, so we uh, so we got about two days. What we got left? Uh, that happens at like midnight on on the fifth of November. So we've got um, we've got about two days of freedom left, and then we've got about four weeks of fucking lockdown after that. Which, to be perfectly honest, probably won't be that much more different than the life I'm leading at the moment. I am class because I am working in the service industry in retail, uh, in the foods foods industry in the day job at the minute which i've had to take because this virus has killed my career um uh, but not this podcast we refuse to give up people um uh yeah so i i am classed as what they call a fucking key worker uh because uh i'm working in a supermarché as they say in the old uh, french republic of france um Jesus Christ, a little bit of fucking reflux coming up there, baby. Every time I say France, a little bit of bile just comes up. I don't know. It's an ancestry thing here in England, yeah? It's an ancestry thing. I still don't forgive him for Napoleon, man. Still don't. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, yeah, so I'm classed as a key worker. So nothing's going to be like any different uh, than it is already, to be perfectly honest, for me. Uh, I imagine like vulnerable people out there. I know a lot of people suffering from mental health issues because of the lockdown. They can't get out. They can't see their friends and shit like that, you know. But uh, I'm quite liking it. I've got my own little support bubble that I have created of, um, of uh, you know, people. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to define who just in case you try and fucking shop me. Uh, saying, hey, man, you seem to have about eight or nine different support bubbles. Well, you know, you know what bubbles are like. You know, it's like my support bubble is like a glass of champagne. There's quite a few uh, bubbles in there and they're all uh, revolving around each other. And uh, we all end up pissed at the end of it. <laughs> Who knows? Um, yeah, so that's that's what's happening here. And this is one of the things we have to contend with. It'd be interesting to find out what's happening in other parts of the world. Uh, whether because our fucking news is so consumed by all of this, everything else gets bumped down the list. You know what I mean? The government are fucking loving their fucking column inches. Oh, uh, their column inches um, that the government are getting at the minute after every fucking little update they do. Jesus. It's like having at the minute, like listening to the government, like, making their little fucking announcements every night and stuff like that. It's having, like, a really needy friend on fucking Facebook or social media or something like that. Just checking in on you. I'm surprised they're not putting up, like, a picture of their fucking dinner or, like, a picture of their perfect little family and shit like that. It's like having... It's like seeing... 
with all the updates they're, they're uh, doing at the minute, it's like seeing one of your Facebook friends having a fucking meltdown at the minute. They're just coming out with random shit. And then I did this, and then I'm doing this. And, hey, everything's fine, guys, and everything. And you know at some point they're going to go, oh, fucking hell. I just want to kill myself. Can somebody help me, please? Hey, babes, you're right. DM me. That's all you want to fucking put at the end of every fucking announcement they make on a nightly basis at the minute Minute is, uh, hey, DM me, hun. Are you okay? Like that to the fucking government. Jesus. Too much information sometimes, isn't it? Uh, anyway, talking about information and uh, people uh, possibly killing themselves or people possibly dying. Tenuous link. Tenuous link. Here we go. Um... Sad to hear the news, uh, obviously, that uh, on 31st of October, um, when was that? Saturday, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. Um, Saturday, was it? Fucking, who knows? Uh, yeah, Saturday. Uh, 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 Sean Connery died, man, which is, you know, not the first Bond to go, obviously, but um, I think he had dementia or something like that. What happened to him? Let's have a look. Um James Bond actor dies, age 90. I mean, he had a fair old innings, didn't he? Uh, the Scottish actor was best known for his portrayal of James Bond. The best James Bond with a speech impediment there has ever been, I think. <laughs> Isn't he? And everybody says he's the best Bond. For me, I don't know, man. I don't know. He wasn't really my Bond. He was always, you know. I think you're like... Like, Daniel Craig now will be the Bond of uh, the James Bond for fucking five- and six-year-olds because, <coughs> he says, coughing his lungs up, uh, because what it is is you, you well, it might be different these days, but, like, you kind of wait for, um, like, I grew up, like, mainly in the 80s when I was young and getting into James Bond and stuff like that, but they started showing, like, the the Roger Moore Bond films on TV, terrestrial TV. It'll probably be different now uh, because everything seems to come out so quick and that sort of thing these days. But um, it'll... So, like, they started showing those, the the Roger Moore Bond films on TV a lot when I was younger. So, for me, Roger Moore is my James Bond. I know. I know he's a sleazy Bond. I know he's not necessarily... You know, the archetypal, I know, the, the, you know, Bond aficionados will go, ah, Sean Connery, well, it was just like the Bond in the books, wasn't it? Have you, oh, you haven't read the books. No, I fucking haven't read the books. I watch the fucking films. That's what I do. Who reads a fucking James Bond book anyway? Really? Is that what you're doing, sitting at home reading? You know, oh, I could be a spy. Um... Is that what you're doing? And then watching the films and going, who would do that? Who does that? Reads the book, then watch the films and goes, oh, God, well, that wasn't exactly the same as what Ian Fleming wanted from this. Um, yeah, so for me, it wasn't really, you know, like, I, li I like the old fucking Roger Moore. I mean, like, it was a little bit more sleazy and there was, like, a lot of questionable things when you look back on it through the eyes of somebody in 2020, people. I mean, if that was filmed now with Roger Moore, he'd spend half of his fucking time in court <laughs> going, Jesus Christ, well, you know, 
Is it true, Mr. Bond, that you used a magnet to take a zip uh, down the back of uh, a woman's dress? Yeah, well, technically, I wasn't touching her. <laughs> it spent half of his time in court and the other half of his time in a fucking sex addicts class these days and uh or just be sitting in therapy with ptsd or something like that um but for me um yeah sean connery i mean he's a good bond and that sort of thing you know like he's a little bit colder than uh roger moore i like the old eyebrows well i like the old you know um uh, Man with a Golden Gun is a fucking great film as well. You know, like, you know, there was some good fucking Roger Moore Bond films. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's meant to be the uncle. But uh, anyway, either way, he's fucking dead. Uh, that's what we're saying. Um, I honestly think one of his best roles, uh, Sean Connery's best roles, he was good in Highlander. Obviously, that's good. Uh, but The Untouchables, for me, uh, was a fucking great role. Uh, I thought it was fucking brilliant in The Untouchables. I love that fucking film, and I've watched it recently, and it still holds up, baby. It's the whole reason why I do my taxes. <laughs> Watching that film. Um, yeah, so Sean Connery, um, Sean Connery's dead. I mean, it went a bit shit, didn't it? Piers Brosnan, like, that. he was the 90s Bond, weren't it? It wasn't fucking great. Timothy Dalton was a little bit, I don't know, just, like, too fucking harsh. I quite like Daniel Craig. As a Bond, I know, like, there's people out there who fucking slag it off and that sort of thing. Uh, the new Bonds and that, but I actually quite like it. It's it's um He's got a bit fucking tough, hasn't he? He gets a few marks on his face now, doesn't he? A little bit of blurred, broken nose, shit like that. He's scrapping on the floor, you know. Not the not not as slick as it was in the uh, Roger Moore or even the fucking Sean Connery days or whatever. Um... He gets a bit of fucking blood on his hands, doesn't he? It's very much like, uh, you know, like you can see they looked at Jason Bourne, the Bourne fucking uh, series, and just went, holy shit, we've got to fucking contend with this shit. Let's uh, let's get a few fucking marks on his face, get him fucking gouging people's eyes out and shit like that. Um, anyway, uh, unfortunately, Sean Connery has died, so uh, I imagine he's not going to make any sort of comeback in the uh, in the Bond saga, um, it doesn't say what he died of. I I thought he had dementia or something a lot like that. Oh yeah, it says here seven fucking hell seven decades acting career and he won an Oscar in nineteen eighty. Yeah, Untouchables. Yeah, for the Untouchables. Oh yeah, Indiana Jones. Yeah, The Rock. Hunt for Red October. Great film. Jason Connery said his father had many of his family who could be in the Bahamas around him when he died overnight in Nassau. Much of the Bond film Thunderball had been filmed there. There you go. He was. Oh, my name's Bond, James Bond. Is that it? Is that the worst impression of fucking Sean Connery ever? I don't know. Maybe that was him at the end. Just, just saying over and over again. My name's Bond, James Bond. Oh fucking Jesus! Come on, come on, Ben. Show a bit of respect. He's a respected actor. Um, also today, people of the um, uh, uh, colonial cousins across in the United States of uh, America. It's fucking election day, isn't it? Um, so the, you've got the choice between, um, you know, it's a two-party state, isn't it, baby? Uh, this could be Trump being ousted. All of those fucking liberals and hipsters, the fucking... They're wearing, they're out there voting. 
The old hipsters today, voting him out, man. Ironing their fucking best bandanas like that. Deciding on, hey, man, if I wear it around my neck or hang it out of my pocket or around my wrist or something like that, man, this bandana could be, woo! You know, this could be, hey, should I, is he more likely to be voted out if I have it casually hanging out of my pocket or wrap it around my fucking wrist? Um, so, yeah, all the liberals and um, uh, snowflakes, as uh, as Trump would call them, are fucking creaming their little fucking organic knickers um, today at the, the very thought of getting rid of uh, Donald Trump. Um, I, I don't think he's going to go easy, baby. You know what I mean? I just, uh, I, I think if he is voted out, um, he's not going to go easy. It's fascinating from an outsider's perspective here on our, um, previously, uh, world running, uh, island that we live on here in old Blighty, um, uh, looking across the pond at what we used to own. Uh, before they uh, kicked us out, uh, very much like a uh, uh, a divorce settlement gone badly. Um, looking across, it's fucking fascinating, um, like seeing the results come in and how uh, the electoral college uh, votes and all that sort of thing work. Um, because somebody can be miles ahead and then the next minute uh, – uh, they're fucking behind again because they've lost Florida or one of the fucking big, like, swing states or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I'll be staying up watching that fucking shit um, because I just find it fascinating. And obviously, it has an effect of uh, us over here and around the world. So um, it would just be interesting to see whether uh, Trump, loses and if he does lose whether he goes easy i'm treating this basically like um some sort of fa cup final um with uh nuclear weapons <laughs> with a fucking lunatic on the button uh i don't really know much about biden or whatever um he looks fucking old man so uh he looks he looks like he wants to reinstate slavery that's how old he fucking looks like, in the back of his mind, he's thinking, actually, we can get uh, a lot of this work done for free. <laughs> Has nobody ever thought of this before? He looks like somebody's going to just lead him up to the podium and get him to read stuff. And he's just going to question whether, hey, are you my grandson? Uh, whether people are his grandchildren all the time. Um, but uh, it'll be exciting anyway, and I'll be watching that later. Um Talking of uh, grandchildren and uh, relatives, tenuous link, tenuous link. Um, I did see a story this week, man. Uh, it was fucking great. Just the headline alone. Again, I always fall for the headlines, Ben. Hey, I'm a sucker for headlines, baby. Um, uh, this is fucking mum taken to safe house after wicked daughter secretly sent her death threats. Now, obviously not that secretly because... <laughs> Because she was fucking found out, you know, a text message like Sonia Harris, 39, secretly sent 45 abusive and threatening messages to her mum in May. We've all done it, people. Um, in May and June earlier this year, leading police to take both women to a safe house. Not the same one, surely. That's the last thing you want to do. Sonia Harris bombarding her mum with the text. She fucking hell. There's a picture of her just staring wide-eyed 
at the camera like that. Jesus. Fucking psycho. Only she's not a psycho, is she? Because she's a woman. She's messed up. Hey, her mum must have done something to her for a woman to react like that. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. A daughter secretly threatened her own mum through abusive texts sent over two months. Sonia has 39. Uh, we've done that. She called her a selfish fucking prozzy. <laughs> hey, you selfish fucking prozzy. Share some of that money around you're making. Is that it? Who would go boom, boom, bye, bye. Uh, Hull Daily Mail reported. Uh, Harris hoped that her mum would think the texts were from her two sons whom she had fallen out with in the past. Well, yeah, she'd be able to check it from your fucking phone, you weirdo. She went out of her way to disguise the fact that she was sending the messages. She was wearing a false moustache. One of those false glasses with the nose and the moustache when she was sending them. Is that it? Uh, and she would fall, uh, sending the messages, some of which threatened her and the victim's grandson by buying a pay-as-you-go phone. Oh, she just randomly... Fearing for their safety, the mum was transferred to a safe house along with Harris and the grandson by police. Jesus. Initially, the mum believed they came from her two sons and one was arrested in relation to the text. Her daughter... Oh, fucking hell. This this is like wheels within wheels here. Old Sonia's fucking set up a fucking burner phone and um, just to fucking abuse her mum. Just write her a letter. Hey, why not just sit her down and say, hey, mum, I've got a few issues with you. Her daughter, Sonia, pretended to sympathise with her mum during this period and was there to support her. Jesus. The victim was left sick to her stomach when police uncovered that it was actually her own supportive daughter who was sending the messages. Boom. There you go. Hey, who's sending the <laughs> This, uh, we've managed to, uh, everybody sit down on the sofas and chairs and everything. We've managed to track down where the uh, text message is coming from. Uh, okay, where are they coming from? Uh, next to you on that sofa. <laughs> <laughs> She's, as the daughter's just fucking texting like fucking Leonardo DiCaprio in, in a pocket in the fucking departed. Uh, the first message was sent shortly up before 8pm on May the 31st when Harris wrote, you selfish fucking prozzy, how much do you charge? You and your girl, watch out. We know where she lives. We will do you in. We will do you in. Bang, bang. Jesus. I said, we will do you in. Who says that? I'm going to do you in. Is this the fucking 1920s? Hey, oh boy, I'll do you in. Outside now, Marcus of Queensbury. Um, a further message on June the 1st read, watch out as we see you always. And the text carried on into June the 2nd when Harris's mother decided to leave her home along with her pregnant granddaughter and great-grandson. Jesus, man, that's fucking... Harris was the only person who knew. How old is she? Great grandson? Did it say? No, no. Uh, no, it didn't say how old the mum is. Old enough to not be uh, out on the streets. Uh, we know where you are. We are ready for you, you fucking snitches and grasses. <laughs> you can run, but you can't hide. That's a classic threat. Classic, that is. You can run, but you can't hide, isn't it? Surely. Surely you can do both, can't you? You can run and hide at the same time. If you're, that's the, that, surely that is the whole premise of camouflage in the, in the army. The fact that you can, you know, but that's not much of a threat, is it? You can run, but you can't hide. Well, unless you're in camouflage, 
And then, obviously, you've got a great, you know, a fair chance of hiding. Um, but either way, if you don't buy camouflage, you won't be able to hide from me. Uh, yeah, it, it's not as a succinct as it should be, that threat, is it? You're all going under. Boom, boom, bye, bye. Two gun emojis were also used to sign off the text. It's easy to send a gun emoji. A little bit more difficult in this country to actually find a fucking gun. Police traced a top-up transaction of the phone used to send the text. Ah, oh, she's even topped it up at a shop to Harris's home, close to Harris's home. CCTV footage showed it was Harris standing at the counter purchasing the top-up. Ah! Oh, she got fucking carried away. She spent a £10, free £10 that she got with a burner phone and said, I'm not done with threatening my own mum yet. I have some more gun emojis to send. Some more threats. Classic threats. You can run, but you can't hide. Uh, my daughter was the last person I expected to be behind these messages. When I told her about them, she seemed supportive. I believe there had to be a mistake. I couldn't take it in. I was sick to my stomach. I hurt by what she has done. I keep thinking why she would do this. She, She's a fucking psycho. Well done. You bought up a fucking psycho. Um, uh, Jesus, well-known prozies, how much do you charge? Tell that ginger bloke and daft cunt, uh, daft sees cunts all dead. You start bullshit, we finish it. That's it. Jesus, this is like every cliched threat out of the book, isn't it? Surely you want to get a little bit personal, don't you? I fucking, you know, shit are washing up. I hate your fucking cottage pies. <laughs> I mean, what sort of threats can you say to your mum? I hate, you know, I hate your cottage pies. Ah, it's awful. I hate, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's got to be, uh, there's got to be better threats out there than that. Surely, uh, it is killing me not seeing my mum. If I could have be given a second chance, a chance to prove myself, because I don't want to be taken away from my family and my babies. I did the worst thing I could have done to hurt my mum and other people. It's not the kind of person I am, and I'm truly sorry from the bottom of my heart. And if you tell on me again, you're going to get fucking stitches. Jesus. You know, every fucking text message from her, you'd be like, eh. It's a weird thing, isn't it? What a weird thing to do. Fucking psycho. Um, She does look weird, though. She's got very strange fucking... She looks, she looks like a fucking owl. Just about to pounce on a fucking mouse in that picture. Um, it's very something very strange. There's very. It's like the internet. There's something very strange that people do if they think they're anonymous. They the worst thing comes out in people when they think they're fucking anonymous and nobody. You know, you see all these fucking comments on like internet forums and. Uh, well, you know, like YouTube videos and stuff like that from like anonymous accounts. People are the worst sort of people, the worst version of themselves when they think uh, that they're being anonymous and can't be traced back. I don't know, man. Jesus. Anyway, <laughs> that's going to be a fucking lovely Christmas round their house. Uh, Jesus, what are we on? 31 minutes, people. Holy fucking shit. We've only done it again. Um, that was episode 157 of the Ben Briggs podcast. If you have any questions, 
want to slag me off or any tribulations or anything like that, message me at uh, podcast at benbriggs.co.uk. I will be back on Saturday, motherfuckers. Have a great week. I will speak to you then. Uh, Take care.